Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I think I say this at the beginning of every time we show up at this place for the poor people who just showed up and had no intention and no knowledge of what was about to happen. Um, welcome to the podcast that currently holds the Strava KOM for my driveway. This is the Pack Filler Podcast, you guys. I am Pat Bulger, and we are once again, unfortunately, for the final time live at River City Brewing's Tap Room in Spokane, Washington. Let's prove live, and if you're listening to me, could we hear some applause or some noise or something like that to show that we're here? This is a good night because there was food used to bribe our listening audience, so we got a group in here. Um, there is a reason this is the last time, and no, it's not my fault. We're going to get to the uh, reasoning uh, once we introduce our guest panel and uh, of today's show. Since it is our last show here, I have to call out somebody. I have to call out Steph, our hostess, for the last three shows that we have had here. She's a smartass, she's funny, and she's awesome. Uh, I just want to, if you guys could help me out by thanking her for being our hostess for the last three shows. <laughs> it's good that it's good that Pat said that because I've heard it's always Steph's fault. <laughs> the panel is already speaking out. We're gonna sh- you're gonna know who that name is here shortly and the tie-in that comes in here. So today's show is about um, about the off season, about cross training, indoor training, weight training, or flat out not training. It's about uh, maintaining fitness, gaining fitness, or redefining fitness, which I like to do. It's about being jealous uh, uh, of people in warmer climates. It's about following your rule five and flat out being a badass and going out in the snow. Uh, so let's meet our panel today. Uh, this, they started this little small team, this little club, several years ago in the name of GS Gap. 
Yeah, I know all the, the inside information. That club has grown just a little bit. It's now um, so big that pretty much every uh, middle-aged man in Lycra in the region is sporting their colors. Uh, but trust me, that's not a bad term. They've all been well vetted, and they're good people, at least the ones I've, I've seen in the kit. So first off, he's the owner and the main guy behind this very establishment. He is the G in Gap, and the reason why I love IPA so much. Let's welcome to the show Mr. Gage, Gage Stromberg, everybody. Thank you very much, Pat. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And I have a few political comments I'd like to make to start. Oh, no, great, no, no, great. No. By all means, let her fly. <laughs> uh, next, he is the A in Gap. That sounds a lot worse than when I wrote it down. <laughs> Sorry about it. He's managed uh, pro teams. He's kicked my ass on several occasions. Uh, let's welcome to the show Mr. Andre Milroy. And I had to ask him how to pronounce his name before the show started. Was that right? First time out. I got perfect. it. I got it. Thank God. Okay. And finally, he's back again, and I get it. You guys like him probably more than you do me. He has won trivia once, and he's lost trivia once. Uh, so let's welcome back the one and only, always Mr. Fit, and I hate him for it, Mr. Paul Main. Hi, Pat. Thanks. This is my rubber match, I guess. This it's what's that? Gonna, this, this is going to be my rubber match. <laughs> See if gonna, yeah, I'm one and one. So. Before we begin, um, I need to get a little perspective here. So uh, first off, uh, Gage, if you could tell us what's happening at River City and why we can't come back anymore. Well, uh, I, I guess I have to reveal the first falsehood of the podcast. You said it wasn't your fault. But in fact, Pat, it is, it is your fault. We didn't know how to get rid of you. <laughs> and so we just decided it was better to close the whole operation than to just say we wouldn't host you anymore. I'm, I'm sorry it came out this way. I have a, na a little napkin to dab your tears. <laughs> it's one of those, your parents changed the locks while you were at school kind of a thing. I understand. No, uh, it's, a, it's a long story. Uh, the short version is that um, we feel like the, the, the tap room has served its purpose. Uh, we're ready to focus on production. We're getting ready to do bottling, which will be available uh, March of 2018. Uh, our goal here was always to introduce the beers to the public and then support all of our customers around the region who are pouring the beer, all the restaurants that have such great tap handle lineups and food that goes with the beer. And uh, so as the, as the scene has grown, there are more and more uh, breweries and tap rooms and restaurants. Uh, and so to be competitive, we looked at whether we should add food and just decided that wasn't the right thing for us. And so decided that uh, it was time to, to let this space be something different and for us to focus on our, our production and the thing that we're doing that I'm really excited about is uh, every first Friday, starting in February, we're going to start doing garage parties. So we'll have something going on back oh. in the brewery. We'll have live music with every single one. We'll have beer specials. We'll have food. And uh, we're going to have some fun back there. So, Very nice. Very nice. And so we're, before you do move, are the tables going with you? I was going to ask that question, too. <laughs> and Sam's already said that he wants his back, because he, he donated a wheel. Several people on the team donated uh, wheels and tires. Uh, my wife thought that I had every one of these at one point. But no, we are going to keep the tables for the garage parties. But I have promised the team that if we're ever going to get rid of them, they get first dibs on them. 
for those who are just listening, and it's not a video podcast, for those of you listening, the, the tables that we're all sitting around are actual tables, but they're, they've got a rim and a tire on the out of them. We've got a, like a carbon deep rim farther out down there that I noticed. It's like... Shout out to Travis Coleman for breaking his uh, Aeolus uh, 5.0, as I recall. Wow. And there are a couple of rims and tires here from when I was a junior. <laughs> okay. We're not going to call out your age, but everybody guess if you have a table from when Andre was a, a junior. Was, this was the 80s, yeah. GP it was the original or Tour de France. Like, oh, yeah. no, it wasn't that <laughs> the old. The original, exactly. Well, uh, good luck, sir, in the, in the future endeavors. It's been fun being down here, and of course, we'll always continue to, uh, to imbibe off of this. And I will blame you for me getting overweight every winter. That seems fair. All right, on. So, gentlemen, as, as we get into this, um, I, I do like that perspective piece, and I like to know. Um, so, Paul, we kind of have an idea because he's an addict of the show. He's always on it. Uh, but uh, the other two guys, how, how did you guys find the sport of cycling, and um, what, what brought about the concept of the team and the club? Why did you guys form it? There were clubs in the area. Anybody can go first. Andre, if you want to go first, go for it. Sure. Those are two different things, I think. But I started... Oh, I started riding, I think, when I was thir- pretty seriously when I was about 13 and racing when I was 14. And it was at a summer camp, like a sleepaway summer camp, and one of the counselors had an extra bike, and I went out, like, on a 50-mile ride with him as a 13-year-old and completely shattered myself, and I, w- I was sold on the whole thing. And then I, I think that I, uh, I had some lawnmower money that I saved up and shoveling money from the winter that I lived in New York. And... Um, I bought my first bike was a Cannondale SR400. This is real, like really dating people. If you know what that is, it's purple and yellow Cannondale. It was the most uncomfortable bicycle ever made. It was so stiff. Um, and and then I started racing the next year. As I uh, must have been 14 or 15 years old. But the team started. We were we were all riding together on a different club and had all had sort of opted into that, but. Um, we found that we were having more fun riding together and kind of doing our own thing. And I think that's, uh, and I think that one of the things that you do when you um, ride as long as, as we all have is you find the people that you really like to be with. And I think that's one of the... Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the really cool things that, that happens in cycling is you have different clubs with different styles and attitudes, and you know you, you find your own gravity in the people that you're that that you're uh, I was going to say attracted to, but um, <laughs> but I won't. Awkward. That's a different podcast. Um, uh, but yeah, that, man, that's really where it started, and we it was just the three of us for the first year, and then a couple of years, uh, maybe two years, yeah, and then we had a, a number of people, some of the people that are in the room tonight, that said, hey, we'd like to joined as well so we expanded it to like eight or ten but then everybody else got mad that they weren't invited and it was never meant to be like an exclusion you know exclusive thing so we sort of i think gage came up with the rule the our one rule is the what we call the no asshole rule like if you're an asshole you can't ride with us and if you're nice you can and suddenly we had 50 or 60 people and that's that's where we've been there are gradations between nice and asshole, but there's just no assholes. There's shades of gray. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Asshole-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to pick up from there, I started cycling. Uh, I was over at University of Washington uh, rowing and had a buddy uh, as we hit the end of the, the rowing season who said, what are you going to do to stay in shape? And I said, I don't know. I was going to go home and drink beer. <laughs> 
and that didn't seem like a good idea. And he was an avid cyclist. His uh, dad was uh, stationed in the military in Germany, so he'd been uh, riding bikes over there and following pro cycling, and so it got me started on it. And uh, kind of like Andre, it's just it just seemed natural. I, I do. I really think that people who get on bikes, you don't have to. You know, about three rides in, you either know whether it works for you or it doesn't. And for me, it was it was just an instant love affair. I, the thing that I want to, um, to add to the GS gap, a couple, couple of things. First of all, uh, Paul is our spiritual leader. Uh, from day one, we've, we've described Paul as our I spiritual leader. I still haven't leader. figured out what that is. I contribute nothing. <laughs> You're a deity. It's kind of like the, maybe the Dalai Lama doesn't know how he became the Dalai Lama. He just is. And so <laughs> yeah, Paul, like that. Yeah. Paul is our spiritual leader. And Andre's the brains of the group because uh, Andre uh, also has a deep, deep cycling resume, including running the Trek VW mountain bike team in the years when that really meant something. There, there, I mean, there may be one today, but this was the, when they were winning world championships and national championships. Um, and, and he managed to uh, um, uh, break the Shanks team. Shackley. 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 An yeah. Another blast from the past. So, yeah. yeah, these guys both have serious cycling resumes. And I think I kept bringing beer, and so the three of us just somehow... <laughs> I think there's a little more kept, than that. Gage. Kept hanging out, yeah. Well, the blog I remember at the time was kind of a, a pretty powerful thing, too. It was, it was Rider 1, Rider 2, Rider 3, and we never really knew on the outside who was what Rider, and so who was spewing which, you know, apostolic attitude at that moment. Well, and the, fun, the fun thing about that is that occasionally uh, we would write under, or at least I would write other, under other people's Name, so I would I would go on and pretend I was one of the other guys. Sometimes in a <laughs> ridiculous fashion, sort of make, poking fun of their stereotypical approach. Well, but, and but I, the, the best evening we, we actually went on a group ride, and we agreed beforehand. Uh, it was a, a shop ride, a whole bunch of people who didn't know us at all, and we agreed at the beginning of the night that if someone asked which rider we were, the first person asked, we were all gonna say we're rider one, and the second person we asked, we would say rider two, and the third person, rider three, and just cycle through. And so by the time we got back to the shop, there, then this started this discussion, and, and a couple of the customers like, oh yeah, I talked to rider three, and they pointed at one of us, and the person next to him said, no, that's rider three, at which point they realized, even though we had told them throughout the whole ride, they had no idea still which, which we one? can divulge right now. I'm number two. You're because, two? Yeah. Because I am I, like crap. Yeah, no, I was, yeah. I, it's funny you should say that. I, I was going to say, are you shitting me? Yeah. Because, <laughs> because that, that, there, were some, there were some entries that I don't, I don't know if you guys want to claim you, you uh, didn't, you ownership didn't of. Did you? At some time. No, I don't have yeah. them with me. No, yeah, no. The good. internet database doesn't go that far back. But uh, there were, there there's, were some entries back in those they're, days. They're, they're still there, though. You can find them Are every they? once in a while. So some story that I remember we, we put up comes to mind, and I'll, I can find it still. You find the blog. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, that was before idiots had major amounts of feedback in their podcast. Sorry about the, the sounds there, guys. Um, so we're all in different stages of our careers. We've been doing it for a long time. Paul, did I cut you off? What really got you in? Did you want to No, in? I mean, you know, if I get started, you're never going to be able to cut me off. Yeah, so, you know. It is a time, a time yeah. event here, so, yeah. Um, how about, uh, one of my topics was going to be, as I said, focusing on this time of year. Um, we unfortunately live in a climate where when it is in season, where the weather is great, I would go against anybody and argue that we have some of the best road and mountain cycling in, in the world. Um, 
and that's not biased. I think I see a lot, some nodding heads around the around the event around the area. Um, however, you're, you're assuming anyone's paying attention to you. No, Pat. they're not. But uh, I. But then I also. We also live in a climate where right now it's in the 20s, it gets dark at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're screwed. Um, either we sit in a corner in the basement and drink beer until, you know, our stomachs are touching the top tube, or we find a way to get through. Um, and I guess that is kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, do you guys still do something off-season? If so, what is it, and how do you get through? Go ahead, Andre. You just start? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh man, I guess my, my, my philosophy on, on all of this stuff has, has really changed a lot. And I think that in cycling, if I think about, it's been what, over 30 years that I've been riding pretty seriously now. There are times in my life where it was, everything was about the bike and you would figure out a way, you do four or five hour trainer rides and I'm sort of over oh, that God. now. Yeah. yeah, you lose brain cells. You start thinking the Sylvester Stallone movie with the Formula One team is like, <laughs> that was good. Um, no, but I, now I, I just try and stay active as much as anything else. I think that I've had a couple of big injuries the last few years, uh, like legitimately big injuries. And um, I, um, part of what that motivated me to do is get a little bit more well-rounded. So I, I still try and ride my bike two or three days a week, either indoors or out, outdoors. And then... I mix in with yoga or backcountry skiing or cross-country skiing in between. And in a climate like this, I think anything you can do to get outside. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That, and that's just some of the elements I was going to ask about. Are there cross-training efforts being made? If so, what are they? Uh, does anybody still lift weights in the wintertime anymore? Um, I, I see a couple hands. Good. Check. I'll, I'll edit this out, check. Sorry about the hum there, you guys. I think, uh, are you still editing out or no, should I? No, go ahead. Out? I think one of the things that's changed uh, this, the uh, trainer time, the misery of, uh, well, I know, I know Paul is one of those guys who can ride rollers for a long time. I can only ride rollers in a door frame for about five minutes and then yeah. I'm tired. Um, but is uh, the thing that I think has changed the winter training is Zwift, is these electronic uh, trainers that mimic going up a hill, down a hill, around a corner. I mean, it's just, it's dramatically more engaging, and I think it's better training than it was just the steady yeah. state on the trainers or the rollers. Uh, and it, it makes it pretty, pretty bearable, I think. Well, that was one of the things I was going to eventually lead to, is, is how many people in here are doing something like Zwift online, how many people know what the hell I'm talking about, raise your hand if you are. I see one, two, maybe three or four, five, okay, so we've got some people who understand what that is. It's like, um, you know, a virtual world of writing, and, and oh, well, I, I, I've got some things that piss me off about Swift, but Paul, I, I, I don't want to cut you off. Oh, no, that, it, that's something I just kind of, I, I got onto Swift like about a month ago, not, not even quite a month ago. I was a little bit hesitant. By the way, Swift is the country singer who sues Swift, people for touching sorry. her butt. Swift is the online. Swift, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the correction, Pat. Um, but anyway, uh, I finally got on it, oh, it was probably you know, three weeks ago. And it was actually a friend of ours, uh, Chris Petersman. He had it set up. He's had two hip replacements, but we're of that age nowadays. And uh, Well, Chris is at least. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, I was over at his house, and I said, hey, can I check this thing out? He says, yeah, and he's riding. He's got his laptop set up and everything, and I'm thinking, 
yeah, I could see where you're kind of addicted to it, you know. And he's on there for a couple of minutes, and he says, you want to get on? And I said, sure. And I've got, like, work boots on, pants and stuff, and he's talking to me, and he's saying, you know, here's what you do. And, and he's got his avatar, and he's talking all about that. And I see this French guy go by, and I thought, well, I hear you can draft on these things. So, yeah. so I get on there, and the next thing you know, you know, I watch the, the watch drop, and I'm thinking, no, I'm going to go around him. I go around him, and then I kind of, there's a rise, and I kind of punch over it. And Chris has talked to me about this. I've realized I've tuned him out. Now I'm just like totally glued in. I'm going to drop this guy. And then, <clears throat> so I'm on him for Sounds five minutes. Familiar. I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating profusely. And, uh, and then all of a sudden I got off, and Chris goes, oh, uh, oh. I go, what's, what's wrong? He goes, oh, nothing. You just, you just set my record. You broke my record for five-second effort. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he goes, yeah. no, no, that's all right. He's right. So I'm passing this time to go by. This is how addictive it is. So Chris confesses to me, and I was laughing my balls off when I heard this. He was sitting there going... <laughs> There's a visual we, for yeah. everyone. So he goes, you know, you, I, I, next time I got on, I thought, i got to break my five-second record. I can't have Paul's five-second record power output there. <laughs> so he says, I'm warming up for 10 minutes, and I've got the race yet's going on. I'm so nervous. i gotta take got to take a shit. He has to crawl off. You got the take what? Take a shit. The race shits. You know when the you get nervous? Shits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pre-race shits. No, yeah. I, in my years and of so, writing, so he I've goes never and, heard of this term. And of course, I'm laughing. But then the big question you have is, did you break it? Path? He goes, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, he had so to. So he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. For those of you who don't know Chris, he's mildly competitive when it comes to these it's types of things. It's just a wee bit. Yeah. So, but this this platform, um, it's you know, and since we've we've jumped into it, we might as well continue with it. Um, is as, I you know, you're seeing opportunities to get on there and interact with people. You can ride with your friends. You can ride with people you met. You can ride against complete strangers. You can ride against pros. There are sometimes where group rides are being led by by established pros. Uh, Heyman, Matty, was it Matty Heyman who won the Perry Roubaix two years ago? Yes. I think, did the majority of his training through that platform. Um, you can uh, enter races and, and do these types of things. If, uh, and I don't know if you've had the opportunity to do the races. They, uh, it's, and I don't want to turn this into a gigantic advertisement for Zwift, but uh, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a great way to spend an hour. And they're brutal. Yeah, they're hard. But there's also, believe it or not, ways you can cheat on Zwift. That's yeah. apparent when I saw on, on the record on this one segment. Yeah. Because... It was 119 miles an hour. What? Yeah. This one segment, it came up, and, and I'm like, 119? Yeah. No. I, I think it's, so. it's actually really easy to cheat on Zwift. Uh, oh, yeah. You just drop your weight. Drop your weight. And yeah. you're, you've got the same power output, and you weigh 52 pounds, and all of a sudden, yeah. you're flying along. I, I mean, it works really well for me. <laughs> I mean, no, wait, wait. <laughs> I've heard people actually putting double magnets on their rear wheels to actually trigger the sensor twice, so they're going twice the speed while the wheel is spinning. You know, yeah, you see that. I wish you could like, see Chris Peter Schmidt's face. Yeah, he's, Chris he's is upset. like, Shit, he's been chasing me with two magnets. I gotta take notes on this yeah. one. Yeah, but if you've devolved to the point where you you're getting your self worth out of Zwift, yeah, that's pretty I sad. Mean, cheating in Zwift, yeah, like. Like, you really need to get out more. Andre, I'm yeah. sitting right here. Yeah. I, well, I, I've, I've had, I know. I've had people put past me just kind of cruising along at 10 watts per kilogram. And I can't do the math because it's Canadian math. But uh, that's even more dope than Lance Armstrong was. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. flying. Yeah. And I'm just going, and this person's going, hey, my jersey just changed color. What does that mean? 
like, well, you want to say you calibrate your, your trainer, I think. Yeah. But I think those people are outliers. And I think that overall, if that gets people on a bike and, and it's, it was an expensive trainer, it's a recurring monthly expense, just like everything. Yeah. But if it gets you a little more excited to ride your bike in the winter, that's great. Uh, my neighbor, I, I got my neighbor on it and he's older, he's in his 70s and he doesn't ride outdoors anymore. And be, just because he's more comfortable, he doesn't have to deal with traffic and He's, you know, he's got, has some injuries and he loves it. And he's on the thing every, every day. And I think that if that's his thing, that's great. It's not my thing to do that every day, yeah. but what's wrong with, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. It's a good thing. And I would say, I, I really like Zwift. I'm really impressed with it. And I hate all of the social aspects of it. I never, <laughs> I never ride with anyone. I never pay attention to it. When someone else is going past me, I would never do one of the races or rides. I mean, I just, I get on yeah. it and do my own thing, but I love it. You're not a social guy, really. I, I'm, I'm really not. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Most people here can attest to that. Uh, how, about, how about some of the other options out there? Uh, fat biking, heaven forbid, if, you, if you're a runner, I, I have a problem with you right now. Um, you know, other types of cross-training, cross-country skiing, does anybody do any of that kind of stuff to make through, or you just monitor your caloric intake and hope that come spring, everybody else. Is Last year, I, I was doing, uh, Andre and I skinned up Mount Spokane several times. We got a couple other guys on the team, uh, a couple of guys in the audience that we did that with, some of whom I still hate because of how fast they were. Brad, looking at you. Um, <laughs> but I do, I do think it's, you know, it's nice to take a break from the bike and do some other things as well, so. Andre, you mentioned yoga. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in yoga. I. Um, I had done a fair amount of yoga maybe 15 years ago before my daughter was born, and it was the first time I had ever done it. And I remember doing it after a month or two, thinking like this would have added two or three years to people's careers when they were pro cyclists. Like it, it made it was such a fundamental difference in core strength and mobility and just overall strength in ways that cyclists really need but they don't have. Um, and one of the kind of the paradoxes of, of when athletes do yoga, is it tends to be if you're an endurance athlete, a runner, a cyclist, um, you you're lean and you're strong and you're you think all of those things. You're the ones that have the most problems with hip flexibility, with all the things that you need on a bike, but you don't have. So I started doing yoga again. Not My too problems long ago. are not hip flexibility. It's more power and weight. Is that will yoga cure those things? Yeah. I've heard it's a hell of a workout. We, I yeah, have. I've never we, done it. We don't. We don't have enough time to get into all of Gage's issues. Yeah, and, and fix those today. <laughs> oh man! <Ouch. laughs> but yeah, I, I think that. But whatever your thing is, I think it's good to be a well-rounded human being. And the weight room year-round, I think, is a good idea. Yoga yeah. year-round is a good idea, and riding is good. And then a ton of our a ton of. Uh, people up here and our teammates cross-country ski or backcountry ski throughout the winter. I, I have something else in the winter training category. Okay. And that is signing up for something in the coming year that scares the crap out of you. Amen. I was going to ask that one. That was one I was going to ask. One of the best... I'm always one step ahead of you, Pat. You are. You, you <laughs> should, I should just let you have the, the wireless mic. I, I don't have these cool mics, though. Well, yeah. You know, save up. Yeah. 
Yeah. You shouldn't have started a beer company because there's so much money in podcasting. Uh, <laughs> it, it's about the same, actually. <laughs> it's pretty much a draw. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. I, that was one of the things that I had uh, slapped me in the face a couple years ago. I, I entered that lot, lottery for Leadville. And you find out, yeah, like January 1st, and you're going, oh, shit. Did you I do it? it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we, we got to talk about that. Yeah. Get you did it twice. You did it, you did it twice? I, well, I did it one and three-quarter times. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys can also talk about rowing, because he yeah, was on the crew team also. I was an or oarsman back yeah. in the day, Close too. Close the bar tonight. How about this? Uh, yeah. So you want to know what I signed up for? Yes. That would be the next thing. Yes. I, I, I just committed today. Please don't say Iron Man. To the, to the, to the BC Epic 1000. Okay, tell me, tell me what this is. It's a thousand-kilometer race starting June, Friday, June, no, Saturday, June 30. Oh, God. 7.30 a.m., first one to finish 1,000 kilometers over 36,000 feet of climbing is the winner. Off-road. Off-road, yes. And you have to pack your own gear like tents. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> Not oh yet. Oh, my God. But I, I didn't have an excuse to buy another new bike this year until okay. I okay. found this, okay. this particular yeah. event. Good call. Wow. 1,000 kilometers all off-road, and you're self-supported? Correct. Got to carry all your gear. You can, you can stop in at grocery stores. You can check into a hotel or whatever. I mean, there, it, it's in and out. It's, it's uh, north of here. Uh, you go through Kelowna and Nelson and some of those. Part of it's along the Kettle Valley uh, wow. Rail Trail. Finishes close to Hope, uh, Andre's uh, ancestral home in, in BC. Right. It's where my dad's from. Wow. So is it? it it's all one gigantic loop uh, course that you're no, covering. No, it's point to it's point. Point to point. Oh. Yeah. So then I guess I have to turn around and ride back to my car. I haven't yeah. really thought this through. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that would be a bummer. Wow. Okay. Uh, we we left the yoga comment, but I do want to ask a very personal question about yoga, and it has to do with. Um, how do you not fart when you're doing yoga? <laughs> I'm, I'm serious about this. How do you not fart when you're doing yoga? Andre's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, I don't fart. <laughs> That's your biggest question it about is. yoga? It, I'm terrified of that happening in the middle of a session. You know, it's oh, God, sorry, I'm just really relaxed or something like that. Well, two things. One, sometimes people do fart. Really? And two, like they say in yoga, just keep it on your mat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I could don't maybe embrace that. Yeah. I could maybe embrace that. Paul, any tricks? No, uh, you know, I, I don't. I've tried cross-country skiing. I do enjoy it, but I hate the idea of packing up, you know, getting ready. It takes a, in Spokane, actually, we're pretty lucky. About an hour and a half, you're up on the ski, yeah. ski hill. 40 minutes. Well, you know, depends. I drive like a granny. So, <laughs> Paul anyways, just hates the idea of doing anything other than riding a road bike. That and preferably is true. That is so I'm making these little stupid excuses why I don't do it. I actually did enjoy cross-country skiing, but it is, it's in the cold. Yeah. I don't mind cold when I'm riding my bike, but I don't like it when I'm skiing. And I don't like skiing <laughs> enough to just wipe out that, you know. So for me, uh, when I've passed through, through time, I just focus on next season. I'm already on the, the WSB calendar, seeing what races are up. I already know really? what my schedule is. And... You know, those are just my commitments. So, you know, like March 1st, there's a uh, time trial. That's my aim. So you're doing it. And okay. So, and I turn 55 uh, next month. And so 
I'm looking at the same chain ring he likes to ride. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say I invented the uh, the one bike, but uh, anyway, I'm There's getting no old point in having that second chain ring on Paul's yeah. bike. It never gets used. It's an ornament. You hang it on your tree. Well, every, yeah, well, Mount Spokane comes into play once in a while, yeah. so I have to use it. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I do. I, I watch cycling videos from the time I wake up. I know this sounds goofy and idiotic, but you know, YouTube. I watch classics. I watch old. Tour de France's, it just gets me jacked. And, you know, through the whole day, I think about it. And I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. I don't want to see a psych, psych psychologist because I'm afraid there's no off season. No, there, is, okay. there isn't. There isn't. And it gets shorter. Now you look at bike races starting in March, and there's nothing going on on the calendar after June in the state yeah. of Washington. It's yeah. like road racing just, but it's all packed up ahead. Oh, yeah. You know. And we, you know, we've talked about that on other shows about what's happening to the sport of road cycling and how it's. It's, it's being bookended at the beginning and the end of the season, and then in the middle, everybody's going to the lake house or taking Johnny to a soccer game. But um, does anybody I hate Johnny. Johnny's well, a little well, Just to reiterate that, Cascade Cycling Classic's no longer in July. You know, the, it is now in, I think, in May. Yeah, yeah. They, they moved to. it. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it, it collides with a bunch of other races, but they're hoping that, you know, they'll get more pros, so. Yeah. All right, um, it, I, I was going to bring it up. Does anybody in here own a fat bike? Does anybody do that? None. Great. None of you can help me out on whether or not it's a fun thing to do. It, it, like you said earlier, Paul, it just looks really cold, and you end up doing a Zamboni ride where you clear the ice with your ass because you've fallen in a puddle or something like that. All right, before we get to trivia, I do have two more uh, random topics that have come through the news headlines recently. Um, and you guys, we've all talked about pro cycling, so we can all comment on it. Uh, Chris Froome has made an, uh, an epic decision in that he is going to race the Giro in the Tour this year. Uh, first question is, do you think that's a good idea? The second question is, does it count if he went Tour, Vuelta, and then off-season and won a Giro? Does it count that he won three Grand Tours in a row? I would say yes. I think that, that would be a major accomplishment. Um, I, I would look say at, yes, too. Yeah. I, I, totally. I don't like the guy. He looks like a bag of spanners riding, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think I've gained more and more respect for the guy for what he's done. Uh, I think he, with Sky having all the crap that's been blown onto that team, and they don't, he hasn't seemed to, to really kind of get involved at all. He's pulled himself away. I think he's clever that way. But uh, I think that there's a chance. One thing that did concern me is I heard there was a two, two million euro signing bonus for him to on the tour, and I, that's all gossip, oh, wow. okay. and and that would be a shame if you start paying. I you know I, I understand after like the tour they have all these criteriums, they have all these guys so people can see them, and it's that's fine. But when you start paying people to show up on these major grand tours, at what point do you shut that off? And and it just gets out of control. If that's why he did it, and he enters the race and pulls out, he's a booger. Uh, he's booger. Yeah, he, it's serious words. I know. It's it's violent. And, and so, but I would like, I'd like to see him do it, but I don't think he's going to win the tour next year, no matter how it turns out. I, I think winning the, the tour after the Giro is pretty much impossible at this point. I, I think you, you have to hit such a peak and you have to be, you really have to be exactly on. And the idea that you could do that for two major tours in a row at this point, I think is damn near impossible. But the, the Giro is arguably the most beautiful race of the, of the major tours and so i think it's great and i think it's great he's gonna you know help publicize the event and hopefully we'll get to watch it on u.s television 
Yeah, it's impossible until somebody does it, but the, the Giro is an amazing race and it could use a little bit of a shot in the arm, I think, at, at least on, on this side of the Atlantic. I, uh, I personally, you know, the last one to do it was Marco Pantani. And, uh, well, sort of. Boom. We yeah. kind of <laughs> do have a little asterisk next to his, his name. An asterisk as big as his body, however. Yeah, well, a little. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, okay, I just, I, I thought that was newsworthy, and that's something that probably should have been out in the podcast. So, to our audience, you guys have had the 29 minutes to uh, get to know the panel here and understand what their expertise may or may not be like. Pat, so this is Pat, where... Pat, can I, can I interrupt? Yeah. Are we, you said two news items. Were you not going to talk about Wiggins? No, I blew it. All right, never mind. The other one wasn't about Wiggins. Why? What about Wiggins? Because he's wrong. He did a little running race. He just, he just competed in the British Open Indoor Rowing Championships. And got killed. Well, well, yeah, not, not killed. I mean, well, he was in the top 20, wasn't he? Was he 16th or something like that? No, no, he's 30 seconds off. No, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't going to get him on the team, but still, though. I thought it's it was interesting he tried still to make impressive. a transition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and th for those who think rowing is just all upper body, that couldn't be farther from the truth, too. So, yeah, so if you're doing it right, you know, a cyclist could be fairly accomplished at rowing. Absolutely. But, yeah, so, okay. There was our second news story. Uh, for those of you who think you have an expertise and knowledge about the gentleman here sitting beside me, this is where you get to actually vote. Uh, I have three water bottles up here from my friend Carson Hedrick in Seattle from our past show. Each bottle has a name in front of it. You will have an opportunity to place your name on a piece of paper, put it into the corresponding bottle, because in a few moments we're going to take a break, and then we're going to go into pack filler trivia. I have four categories of trivia that uh, we're going to see if these guys know what the hell they're talking about or at least agree with me in the opinionated sections of, of trivia. Winners, people who choose the winning person from trivia get to choose from this gigantic table of swag we have here. We have scratch labs, we have water bottles, we have a whole bunch of Castelli stuff. We have, what, Andre, the, one of the old uh, classic Trek jerseys? Yeah, I have. It's brand new, it's still in the bag uh, from the, I think that's the 97, 98 Trek Volkswagen team and a pair of socks with my name embroidered on the bottom. Yeah, special. Hear, I wish I had a mic on the audience. Did you guys hear that gasp? Ooh, that was serious <laughs> shit here. And so, uh, it, it, the winners of the trivia. If you picked, for example, if you picked Gage to win trivia, you get to come up. And I, choose. I would strongly urge you not to do you that. You get to come up and choose from the table of of goodies, of swag, of all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, so think about it. Once you have an idea, come up, write your name on a piece of paper, put it in the corresponding water bottle, and then we will begin the trivia. So we'll take a short break because my beer is almost empty. All right, everybody, while people frantically put names on pieces of paper and put them into water bottles, you know what the time of the show this is. This is the time of the show in which we thank our friends first and foremost at Noon Hydration. Noon Hydration has been with us this whole year, and guess what? They're with us for another year. I just got word on that, so we're going to continue to thank Noon Hydration and all the great things they put together. And if you haven't tried the new vitamin uh, supplement yet, it's it's actually great stuff. And they also have it with caffeine. So if you're like me and you're, you work in an environment that's constantly around sick people, you take a couple of those bad boys, you drop them in a bottle, you let them fizz. You're careful when you open the bottle so it doesn't spit you in the face. 
you drink that all day, you have energy, and you can deal with people who are sick. I'm telling you, Noon Hydration, NoonLife.com, N-U-U-N Life.com. Also, haven't heard back from these guys yet. Hopefully we will. Honey Stinger, the home of those brilliant energy power-packed waffles. Oh, God, I love those, including gels, including all kinds of bars and everything else like that. So big thanks to Honey Stinger for being a part of the show this past year. HoneyStinger.com. Trust me, both good shit. Speaking of good shit, if you're liking these live shows, as you hear in the narration of this show before we even began, this was our last show at River City Brewing. So I want to thank Gage and River City Brewing and Steph, the bartender, for helping us out and giving us our birthplace to the live shows. They will always be known. We popped our cherry at River City Brewing Company. That just sounded wrong. But big thanks to them. Brilliant beers. They're going to be in bottles soon. Go out and grab yourself some River City beers when you're in the region. And who knows, they might expand into other ones. If you've got other ideas for live venues, if you live outside of our area, have bars, have bike bar, we will travel. I've asked for some suggestions on where to bring the Pack Builder Live show. And you guys have started to chime in, and we will announce those as they become available. Also, be sure and check us out on what Facebook, on Twitter. Rank us on iTunes. Tell us what you think is working well. And if you think something's not working well, I, I think I'm a big enough boy. I can handle it. Let's get back to Pack Filler Live for the last time at River City Brewing's Tap Room. All right, everybody. Um, I'm going to say that we're back. And it is that time of the evening where we go into what I like to just simply call Pack Filler Trivia, where I sit at a computer and come up with random questions and topics that all deal with uh, the cycling industry. So we have all taken our votes. We're not going to say too much about the fact that one bottle is a little bit more full than the other two, but uh, we'll have to see how that all plays out when it comes down to it. Um, our first category for the evening is I simply entitled The Alphabet Game. So we are going to... Uh, a. Well done. <laughs> Thank you very much. Gage Early wins. lead. So, uh, so uh, in, in the alphabet game, what we do is I will begin with a, a letter of a cycling product or term. All right? And it has to be fairly well known. Okay? And then we are going to continue down the line consistently. I will only provide the A, and then we'll go from there. So if you can outlast the other two members in the alphabet game, you will win. So, for example, if I came across with the letter... D, and I said... Derailleur. Derailleur. I would be okay, and then I could move on and full forth down the ladder. If we get to the end and it gets too boring, I'll stop it early. So much pressure. All right. So, to begin with, I will begin first. Does anybody want to volunteer to go second? That means you're thinking of a B-letter word right now. We, we're not doing A. I'm starting with A. Okay. Paul sure, might as well go. Paul, Paul will go, oh, Paul will go first. All right, so our first line. letter. How's this for a rec uh, uh, old school? Avocet. Aerolite pedals. You, you got to do a B there, Chief. B. Oh, B, I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, see, I wasn't prepared for that. I was just, <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a second. Three, um, two, one. Calls out already. Oh, oh, no, he's got Yonky. one. I, I was unclear. You said derailleur was the example of D. Where D. Is it? Is it 
parts, or is it just companies? It could be it could be companies. It could be terms. It can something be related. So should, right. we, should right. we begin again? Crank. Okay. Well, we're we're at we're still at B. I, I didn't realize. Oh, I this said, was Bianchi. Bianchi. said Bianchi. You said Bianchi. Yeah. Okay, so you're still he came in. up a little late. Okay. Yeah. But he's our spiritual leader, so yes. we gave him that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> crank, crank for C. Crank. D is derailleur. Derailleur. C. He pulled from the file. E. Paul. Um. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Paul's out. It is now Gage for E. Elephant bikes. Elephant bikes. That hole. Pulling a local card. Somewhere, Glenn Copas's ears just perked up. F. Filio Milio from American Flyers. That's what he was always saying. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean uh, breaking away. <laughs> Brilliant. Filio from breaking away. G for Gage. Well, I, I, I assume gauge isn't going to work. I no. am a cyclist, but how about gear? Gear. Simple, but I'll give it to you. G. G or H? No, H. Sorry. God, it's the alphabet. Stick H. with us. Well, I'll go with the obvious handlebar. Handlebar. I indexed shifting. Oh. Pulling one out of the history books. J. J hyphen bend. What old school spokes used. A J bend spoke. Okay. Anyone who's built a wheel themselves knows what a J-band spoke is. Do I have anybody who agrees with this who understands? I'm going to give it to him. That just sounded good. That just Come sounded on. good. It's a real thing. Okay, I believe you. But Look at the shape of a spoke. It looks like a little J. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. It's called a J-band spoke it's as opposed a to a straight pole spoke. Shit, you're good. Okay. Gage, you've had a lot of time to think about K while we've been talking about J-bands. Is it my turn again already? I'm out. Okay. I'm stalling for time. I, I'm, I'm stumped. I can't think of a K. K. Three, two, one. Eh. So, Andre wins the first five points. Did you wait have a, a K, Does, by the should, way? Wait a minute. It's a spelling bee. The guy has to spell the last word. Andre should, needs a K. Should we give him a K? Does he have to challenge him to a K? In track cycling, one of the most important events is He's called the Kilo. The Kilo. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Andre breaks out early can, to a five. Can point anybody lead. else here think of a K cycling term or company? I just got metric. <laughs> Klein. Klein. I owned a Klein. You had a Klein. That's very Kinesis. embarrassing. Best bike you've ever owned. Kinesis. What? Right? Was? Isn't that a kinetic? 
Kinetic. Oh, Kurt Kinetic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys proved I'm a we loser. We don't need to go on. <laughs> All right. That that one went over mildly. Our second category is called category is called 7-Eleven degrees of separation. <clears throat> nice. For those of you who are really young, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But 7-Eleven was a team in the 80s and 90s. Came to prominence. Quite a bit of riders went through the through the, the rosters, and we have some degrees of separation. We have riders who have been with riders from 7-Eleven, riders who were on 7-Eleven and went on to different teams, all those types of things. So I have uh, questions here regarding riders from 7-Eleven of what connections they might have with the rest of the cycling world. Munzen, Munzen doesn't count. Barry uh, Munzen? No. Does not count. Okay. Although, we, no, okay. Uh, our first, Jeff Bradley. Spent many years in the green and red. Also was an impressive junior, meddling in, the, meddling in the world's team time trial with these three riders. Name one of the three riders he meddled in the junior world's team time trial with. Eric Hyden. Uh, you know what? I forgot to say, you got to say your name to, to chime in, but, but that was okay. Gage, Gage's first attempt was Eric Hyden. That is unfortunately incorrect. I'd say Paul, John Fry. No. Nope. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, Andre knows. It's Andre. Andre, I'll try Norm Alvis. Wow, all three got it incorrect. Unfortunately, the, the four on the team oh, time trial were Greg Lamond, Greg Demjan, and Ron Kiefel. Oh, uh, I've just lost the entire uh, audience. They Kiefel, have Kiefel, like Kiefel is going to be my second guess. Kiefel? Okay. <laughs> second question. Not really. What 7 Eleven rider rode as a teammate to Miguel Indurain? You got to chime in with your first name. This is what oh, we man. call dead air. Yes, I'm, I'm thinking. Teammate to Miguel Indurain. Eric Hyden. This is Gage. <laughs> Gage, Eric Hyden. Sorry, that's incorrect. <laughs> he was my favorite. He was. Lovingly was referred to as Gomer, and he liked it. Yeah, I don't, okay. I really I don't know. Um, Andy Hampson wrote as a teammate um, of Miguel Indurain. I said that, that's too. Right. Hang on. Was it with Benesto? Benesto, yes. Okay. Uh, next, Sean, uh, in, in uh, 7-Eleven, Sean Yates and Dag Otto Lauritsen know how to ride together. So much though, they were teammates, not only on 7-Eleven, but they also rode on this team in 1984. This is Gage, Telecom. I'm sorry. Paul. Peugeot. Paul gets the first of the 7-Eleven <laughs> categories with Peugeot. Founded in 1981, 7-Eleven had a long... Uh, a long run, ending in 1996. This is going to go fast. Its founder, however, did not quit. Name the founder of the team that started and is in still competing today. Andre. Hey, Jim Okowitz. Andre, I believe, pulled that at the last second with Jim Okowitz. I uh, should get points because I've had dinner with Jim Okowitz. You have had dinner I with have. Him? At Luna. Really? Here in Spokane. Oh, was yes. that when he came in to... Uh, let's not get yeah, into that. No, no, that's a bad story on Spokane. <laughs> Name drop. <laughs> All right. Humble brag. <laughs> Although never on 7-Eleven, he did ride for Motorola, however. Phil Anderson was teammates at Panasonic with this former 7-Eleven rider. This is Gage, Eric Hyden. <laughs> they got to stop. <laughs> I'm on. sorry, Gage, that's incorrect. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm thinking. You guys still know your 7-Eleven. I it's thought been the 7-Eleven ones were going to be easy. Well, Rode on Panasonic. Uh-huh. 
I'm sorry. The correct answer is 1984 Olympic gold medalist Alexi Graywall. Graywall was from Panasonic. I remember he, he wrote, wrote for Panasonic immediately after one of the Olympic that gold. one I would yeah, never guess. RMO. No. And by the way, he is a Facebook friend of mine, but he sounds like he has been smoking his entire adult life and living in a cabin in the woods. I think these things are true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alexi's an interesting guy. Um, before this category completely dies out, uh, number six, two Canadian 7-Elevens, or should I say Tim Hortons, if it were a tie over two Canadian teams, um, that rode for 7-Eleven that are truly Canadian. Who are two Canadians? Paul. That Alex Stita and Steve Bauer. Correct. There you from go. Paul Maine. Eric All Hyden. Right. Eric Hyden. I should just uh, throw in an extra one here for Gage. Uh, this guy was a really fast speed skater. Gage, Eric Hyden. All right, Gage gets a point. <laughs> He's on the board. <laughs> uh, my last cat. My last question: Seven Eleven degrees of separation. Davis Finney was arguably the winningest Seven Eleven rider. He, uh, however, broke the rules by marrying a Levi's Raleigh rider who beat Paul. Connie Carpenter. Yes, Connie no. Carpenter. Rebecca Twig. It's Andre, Rebecca Andre, Twig. Rebecca Twig, who oh. beat this 7-Eleven rider in the 1984 that's Olympic right, Games. That's right. Somebody didn't who, listen who, to the Who I worked with when I ran the Shockley team. Oh, it's premature yes. again. Yeah, okay, there we go. Eric Hyden. <laughs> it is by no means over. Our third category before we get to the fourth and then the final question. The return by popular band of Who's Paying the Bills. I name a team, oh, you tell man. me that the corporation involves... This is my weakest category So, ever. for example, if I were to say 7-Eleven, you would chime in with your name and say Gas All, and Sip. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah Mini-Mart, okay? So, who's paying the bills? You have to tell me what the corporation that I... the title that I name, what they, what they make their so money. You'll name the company. We talk about what business they're in. Exactly. Okay. If, if I were to it, say River City Red Cycling, you would say... Brewery. Trust Fund. Trust Fund. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, I, I don't have a trust fund, just to be clear. It was, I like a, it. It was a joke. Well, you I would love to have a trust fund. If anyone's giving away trust funds, please look me up. There we go. <laughs> so you have to chime in with your name, obviously, because this is a high-speed round. Our first name, the corporation, is Benesto. Gage Paul. Bank. Andre. I think I heard Gage first. Gage, what was your response? Bank. Bank is correct. Our next, we're going a little old school. Miko, M-I-K-O. Andre. Andre. Ice cream. It is a French ice cream cor corporation. Nice He's going to kill this category. He will. No. Third, Mercantone Uno. Andre. Grocery store. Yeah, oh, Andre's starting to yeah, I tell you. blow it out of the control. The next one, fourth in the category. I will say it as it is supposed to be pronounced. Z or Z. Paul. Andre. Paul was first. Hey, children's clothing. Children's clothing for Paul. Once. Andre. Paul. Andre was first. Spanish lottery. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It is a benefit for the blind. Paul comes through with it. As they uh -huh. said, na National Organization for Spanish Blind People. Wait, wait, but that the, just way, sounds the way insulting. they raise money is a lottery. That's right. But he didn't say it for blind people, did he? I, well, I don't know. What is our lottery we fund? We all right, the screw you we guys. I'll give you all the points. Point. We ought to okay. split the <laughs> Excellent. There. Yeah, we, Everybody no, no, I, I wins. Said, I said Eric Hyden, so just give the points to them. Okay. <laughs> and just to be clear, I want to win less than I want them to lose. 
That's all right. <laughs> that's what friendship is. That's kind of how about. I roll. That's the no asshole rules in yeah. uh, the team. Or just keep them honest. Yeah. Number six, movie star. Andre. Paul. Andre. Movie rental. Wrong. Actually, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. It, it's not online no, movie, movie rental. Star. No, Paul. Paul. It is, is cell phones. Cell phones, Spanish mobile phone car company. I was wrong. <laughs> um, now, let me finish the whole question. Garmin's new title sponsor, EF. Andre. Paul. Andre. It's an educational foundation. Educational foundation. We're almost finished with the category. I hope I pronounce it correctly. FEMA. F-A-E-M-A. Old school team. Gage. Gage. No idea. <laughs> Eric Hyden. <laughs> Eric Hyden. <laughs> Shit's going to come around sometime, man. I'm going to get it. Uh, Eric Anybody else? No idea. I know that Merck's raced on that team. They made espresso machines. <sighs> and our final of the category, team FDJ. Paul. Uh, Paul. Lottery. It is the French, French lottery. 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 Francaise de jeu. Our final category for the, the uh, our final question, actually, our final category before the final question, I simply entitled Believe It or Bullshit. All right? I will uh, allow you all three to answer. You do not have to chime in first, but the, the category is, the response is either Believe It or Bullshit. means, yes, that's viable pr productive information I can live with, or, oh my God, that's stupid, you're an ass. All right? So, our first. Cyclists shave their legs strictly for aerodynamics. We will begin with Paul. That is bullshit. It's style to make your guns look good. Gage? It is bullshit. Andre? 100% bullshit. It is 100% bullshit. I'm not giving anybody a point because you all got it correct. Number two. This is opinionated. You must purchase a power meter to train effectively. Paul. Well, I, I know these guys know what I'm going to say is bullshit. Gage? I'm going to go with bullshit also. Bullshit? I think I'll go with bullshit too. Oh, you're all still tying the category. <laughs> I'm surprised. Uh, Andre, Andre, I don't know. Andre straight, crossed yeah. over. I think he yeah, was he influenced did. by yeah, our decision. I think he's Andre, a power meter guy. He was blocking. He was yeah, like, he, yeah. did he just meter step guy. into the dark side? Yeah, 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 yeah I think so. Yeah. Paul and I should get a point just for yeah. calling him out. All right, I'll give Paul an He's crushing it so far. So. <laughs> so. I think for people that know how to train, yeah. they're not essential. For Paul, it would help him a lot. <laughs> oh, shots fired. Ow. Right across the bow. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number three, the placement of your skewers is not only critical, but has a justifiable reason. That is correct. That's that right. is believe it, Paul? Yeah, believe it. Gage? I absolutely believe it. There are certain immutable rules in cycling, and that is one of them. Bullshit. Bullshit. Andre's going with bullshit. Why do you say bullshit? Because they said, believe it, you want to expand the points lead? All right. The front skewer is always supposed to be, the, 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 the style rule is it should be parallel with the ground. But there's the no reason. Yeah. I don't go parallel with the ground. I go with the four. Old school, you no, go I'm parallel with, with the ground. I'm with Andre on But the now point. it goes 180 been, degrees up because yeah. of discs and because of fork design. So you can do it either way. No, it was the but mechanic wheel change. Back That's in the 80s and the 90s, it was always para parallel with the ground. And because now it's of not. mechanic wheel change. Because of mechanic wheel change. There was a reason. Yeah, yeah, that was a reason. And the rear 
you have to point it between the seat stay and the chain stay, pointing towards your saddle, basically. So in other words, Andre, I'm sorry, my friend. All right, uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree. You're the man with the pen, but whatever. I'm the man with a pen, and I can turn your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Andre Pat podcast. And, and the rear, the the rear skewer podcast. has to be pointed inward so somebody doesn't come in a pack and clip your skewer. Right, and you've seen that happen when? I, <laughs> it could happen, man. It happened in 1936. <laughs> the, the planes are doing Paris, Paris press, Yeah. <laughs> It could, it could, yeah. It doesn't, be, it doesn't happen because we did the skewers it's right. It's mostly right? vanity. Okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, number four, you do not need to come to a full stop in North Idaho. That is correct. Paul yeah. says, believe it. Believe it. Uh, believe it. I'm an attorney, and I can tell you this with certainty. Oh. Well, you Idaho just State sold law. it for Andre. No, you yeah. <laughs> I care more about being right than I care about the points. Andre. Gage just loves the law. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree with it's you. It's a fickle mistress. All right, you all get it, because it is, it is absolutely true. You do not have to stop, full stop. But not stop in the state of Washington. No, not sure. in the state of Washington. Unless you get hit by a pickup truck, and then you have to stop, which is like laws of physics. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Good call. Yeah. yeah, or if they're shooting at you. Yeah. Um, number five, having sex the night before a race will hinder your performance. Paul. Bullshit. <laughs> Gage. In my experience. <laughs> <laughs> stop. I'm going to go with bullshit. Andre? This isn't the way to win, but I'm going to go with bullshit. Yeah, it is complete bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe Sean Kelly was one of the firm believers. He had now, a very now, upset wife. Let, let's change the question around. Which one of you have had sex before a race and proved that, that it works? My wife's it, here. In my experience. <laughs> so instead of saying that, you but there can... Is stories. Do you know yeah. Lamont's quote about that? Yeah. No. You well, do? No, you I don't go? know the quote, but I know that yeah. he was one of the guys who said it was bullshit. So, so Sean Kelly famously said, you can't have sex three days, within three days three before days. a race. And Which was Lamont rough because he raced every other with day. His, yeah, he raced 150 days a year. How does he have kids? They all look like the postman. That's right. Yeah. He's probably better off that way. Probably, yeah. The guys, yeah. No. Although I, I had him on the podcast. He's so a handsome yeah, man. Yeah, you back that that shot. Yeah, he's so. a handsome man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The only guy to ever nod at a radio interview. Wait, wait a minute. Allegedly. I, I still want to know what Lamont said about this. I just told you. Pay attention. You were on Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> Number well, they, one more, because this is a kind of a funny topic, but I always know I've been on many rides, training rides and races, where I see a guy who should be kicking my butt and he's dragging behind. And I said, you had sex this morning, didn't you? Yeah, how do you know? This morning? In the that's morning. That's bad planning. That's not, that's not a good practice. Not that's the morning bad. of a that's, race. That's because you're grinning so much. You're catching air with it. It's less aerodynamic. Okay. <laughs> it, it could be. Good call. I don't know. I don't All know. right, continuing on in the category. A woman by the name of Philippe York won the 1984 Polka Dot jersey. That is true. Yep. Paul says, true. believe it. Don't sell it. say the name. Gage says... Believe it. Andre? Bullshit. Bullshit. Paul, would you... I, I could see the smile on your face. You know who Philippe York is. Yeah. Who is Philippe York? It is uh, Robert Miller. Robert he Miller, the formal rider from, the Brit, from Britain, yeah. actually won the 1984 uh, uh, polka dot jersey. 
and has now uh, uh, transitioned trans transitioned into into as a female. So there you go. There's your there's your interesting trivia of the day. I'm going to move on before it gets awkward. <laughs> Number seven. Why does Paul have news Too for late. us? <laughs> Number seven. I got a, a tricky one for you here. And this might bring up some controversy. Oh, Believe Eric it or bullshit, Lance Armstrong won seven tours to France. Well, I, I already know his answer. Paul? To me, I think through time, they will say yes. If you look back, Paul, looking, I don't like I'm the looking guy. looking for believe it or bullshit. <laughs> Believe it or bullshit. I would have bullshit. to say, now, it just went because I've, I've told you before in this podcast that I watch it early in the morning Ooh. and I've gone through. I know, I know. I've, and everybody, if you look at all those in the top ten, everybody was filled to the gills. He did train harder than anybody else. And it's strategy-wise, I don't like it, and I wish he didn't win Paul, seven. It's but a time show. Let's, let's, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'd say, yes, he did win seven. I hate him. Believe it or bullshit, I believe it. Believe it. I believe it. Gage. Bullshit. Andre? Bullshit. They've already pulled it back from him. I have a hard time with this. I don't know where to go with this. Uh, audience, is it a believe it? Uh, he's a Thank you. There's the answer right there. She I believe is. I believe the re correct response is it he's so a fucking everybody cheater. Else from like bullshit. So who said bullshit? I said bullshit. Who said, said bullshit? Gage and Andre get the bullshit. I still it's wouldn't usual. change my answer. <laughs> that was absolutely awesome. I, I'm actually a little shocked at because. Paul is a very truth and justice I kind of guy. I hate the guy. I, I hate the guy, and, but I've looked back at history, and I'm looking at no, Festina Affair all the way up. I'm not saying the like, top ten weren't all dope. Paul, not, we've talked about that, this. Let's dope. move on. I was yeah. fine until he did tour to pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a I despicable human being, I was being, fine in my until opinion. he was on that fucking movie. He is despicable. Cut Paul off. Because he, yeah. he made a profit. He made, basically made a profit off of the fact that his entire career was he was an ass and he cheated. Exactly right. He as made a human millions being, and millions of dollars yeah. on that. Yeah. As yeah. a human being, he's despicable without a doubt. I Don't will not deny. Watch that movie if you haven't seen it. Take my review. Don't watch it. It is an insult to everything on two wheels. And I, I don't mind those guys. The the what's his name? The guy who Andy put Sandberg. only Andy Samberg. I don't mind some of his other stuff. That was trash. It was a terrible movie. All right. We are one final. Uh, in this category, and then we go to the final question. Last one. Beer is actually a good recovery drink. Paul. I believe it, yes. Yeah, Gage. very true. That is the gospel truth. Okay. It. Andre? It's in the Bible. So the dude with the... Thou shalt have a pint after a ride. It's the 11th freaking commandment. I didn't swear because I was talking to God. So in the category is do as I say, not as I do, I'd say Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I actually believe it. So uh, once again, we're going with Gage and Paul pulling down the points. It, this is not easy. So the answer to the question is right or wrong based on whether you believe it? Yes. Absolutely. It's he's, his he's, podcast. He this said is that how at this the works. beginning. Yeah. He, he's, he made yeah. that clear. To begin you with. just figured this out? Two, two words. Fake news. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Now, Andre, the shame is that, you had not listened to the That's not two podcasts. words. That's yeah. a hashtag. Yeah. You can catch how this We thing can goes. tell you're a fan yeah. of the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our final category is actually up to the audience. The audience gets to decide who gets ten, uh, actual five points. So just five so we... Points? Five points. A final running total. Gage currently six sits. Six. Sits at eight points. That's seven more than I thought I would get. Yeah. Andre's at 12. And Paul is at 10. 
So this five-point category is going to win Pack Filler Trivia. I don't do that on purpose. Well, maybe a little. Conspiracy. A lot of pressure here. Yeah. <laughs> if Eric right. Hyden's the answer, Stephanie, I got this. And this is up to the this is up to the audience to decide. I would like to hear your best funny crash story. A story in which a crash was involved. For example, I remember being in an Australian handicap race in uh, Western Washington where a gigantic field crashed in front of me and I closed my eyes and put my head down because I knew I was die, going to die. I made it through, and when I looked down at my lap, there was a human tooth. <laughs> I kid you not, there was that, a human that, tooth that's in gross. my lap. That's not funny. That's gross. Well, I thought it was It wasn't funny, a human it wasn't my head. Tooth. It wasn't Godfather. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a horse head. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, okay, I have bizarre, a question, though. Uh, bizarre, funny, whatever it might be, entertaining to the audience. Something that happened to us yes. in a crash. You could have crashed. Somebody else could have crashed. That's not. That's not a really. This isn't a fair category because Paul has crashed as many times as everyone in this room has crashed. He, well, he, and well plus, that's he, where the problem lies. Which one do I choose? Stories. He has several twenty-minute stories about crashing. In theory, yeah, he can't have twenty minutes. It's like a. It's like a ninety-second cap on this sucker. Right, right. But Gage, for example. If he, t we will make Paul go first, and you can take a Paul Main crash story that you were a bit witness to, and kick his ass with it. No, no, actually, actually, I have a crash that I got him into. Oh right. Yes. Yeah. So Paul, I believe, as the returning guest, you should go first. All right. All right. So I'll take you way back to uh, Team Spokane. In fact, you were on that team um, oh, yeah. in 1990. And we're doing the Washington Trust Classic. And stick, we to the, have, stick to the high points here. Yeah, this is it. I have to set the stage here because it's not funny. If you're telling the story, you got to understand the how this plays out here. four-hour exposition with you. Yeah. So your listeners are clicking off. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so anyway, we had this crit in Manitou, and it was really big, and there was an eight-man break, and Roger Thompson was our man. Drink, and, everybody and, who's listened to this show in the past. We have a running joke that you drink whenever Roger's name is mentioned. I, I'm out of beer, Steph. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, so Rogers, he's our man. So Roger says, Paul, there we go. I just gave everybody three drinks. He goes, we need to chase us down. I said, sure. And this course, there's a back section going down Bernard where you do about 45 miles an hour into a tight 90, and it's a narrow road. And I make that corner. I could hear people crashing behind us, and Roger's right on my wheel. I'm thinking, we're, we're charging. We're just breaking everything up. And we hit another left corner, and the right corner is by this duck pond, and they had put a, uh, a uh, uh, plywood over the top of this um, a drain, storm drainage. Oh, Pat's looking at his watch. I hit the lip of that thing, and I crashed, like, full blast crash. Roger makes it and everything. So out of the battle scars, I'm out of the race and everything. The next day I looked down, and I had a scar on my left forearm, like uh, the shape of Italy, and I thought it was a badge of honor. <laughs> so that thing stuck around until it finally fades. So that is my best crash story right there. All right, our first, our Manitou Italy scar, I'm going to call it. Manitou Italy scar. I could scar. add a lot more, I was but gonna I was actually, time crunch, time crunch. It I'm glad I didn't chime in because I was going to ask if the scar was in the shape of the Virgin Mary. No, it started weeping after the wound was there. It oh, was weep. yeah, there was crying, and then turned. There was crying. You were crying. Yes. Gage, can you top it? I, 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 I would hesitate to ever top a Paul Main crash story because he literally has hundreds of them. 
In fact, when I, when I do the team order every year for clothing, we order clothing everybody orders, and then we order clothing for the, you know, extra, and then we order the Paul Main crash clothing. Because inevitably, he's going to need another jersey and Damn, another pair that, of shorts. Damn, that reminds another, me of a, a Another speed suit. <laughs> yeah, I've got a very short, I'm going to keep this very short. My most embarrassing crash was actually by myself. I was riding my bike... Uh, and looked down. I, I don't know what was distracting me. I was looking at a shoe, a cleat, a gear or something, and I ran into the back end of one of those giant 70s, I don't know, it was like Pontiac, that had a trunk that was about eight feet long, and somehow I managed to hit the trunk and fly off the bike so that I landed spread eagle on the, the trunk of the car. So that I was literally, the bike was momentarily stood upright. My feet were straddling the handlebars. My hands were straight out. I was looking through the back window of this mammoth Pontiac in, the, in one of those moments where it was like, how did I get here? Because I, I was just riding my bike and all of a sudden I was the back of the trunk. And the next thing I did was looked around to see if anyone had seen it so that I could get the hell off the car and get on the bike and leave without the, either the damage or the embarrassment. So you that story mounted, too remind me of another story. You were mounted oh, no. on that vehicle like a I, hunter's kill. I, I was. <laughs> if I had been going a little faster, I probably would hit my head on the, uh, the, the back window enough to knock myself out. But anyway. I will call this 70s spread eagle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there's two stories down. The final remains. All right. So I have a story that might give you fodder for other cycling trivia down the road. So okay. way back in the day, the first team that I ever managed was an amateur team in Colorado that ended up with a couple of guys that ended up having really big careers in cycling. And we were sponsored by, primarily by the Morgul Bismarck Bicycle Shop, which is owned by Davis Finney and Ron Kiefel. This is a Boulder team. And we were at a stage race, happened to be in Colorado. We raced all over the country that year. And one of the other rider directors, I was driving, I was in the caravan. One of the other rider directors is a guy named John Warden, who ran the Nutrafig team. And later on, that turned into a bigger pro team. Is there a time limit? Did you say there was yeah, a time no, no, limit no, to no, this? No, no, this is all worth Just it because Paul. this is all really important. Um, He's so, name dropping. So <laughs> vaguely name dropping. Nutrafig also had a guy named a young guy named Chris Horner that rode for them, who ended up being Chris a reasonably who? good rider. He had a mild career. Yeah, yeah sure. mild career. Yeah. So anyway, John is sick and comes back into the caravan. He keeps getting dropped and chasing on, dropped and chasing on. Then there was a big crash, and it was on Chip Seal. And oh. um, a lot of guys went down, so the rest of the field sat up. John gets back into the field. Things get going together again, and he goes to the front. Remember, he'd been sick, so he's sick with diarrhea. So he goes to the front of the group. That's not sick, that's unwell. Has diarrhea <laughs> in his shorts. And here's the story from my guys who are right behind him. Wait a minute, his I diarrhea, no, no, no. diarrhea in the story. Qu quiet, this is my story. I mean, that's a, that's a whole other crap food. story. I want to start over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, I got one, dude. <laughs> so, Warden has diarrhea in his shorts and it's bulging out of the back of his hamstrings. So what does he do? Now remember, he's in first position at 30 miles an hour. He pulls open the bottom of the shorts. Oh! 
the diarrhea hits the wheel, sprays everybody behind him. <laughs> they all come back, like, throwing up. <laughs> it was awful. So that's my best crash story. You know what? No one can win when shit's involved in the story. <laughs> We've lost. I told you I'm going to win and you're going to lose. This is the way this works. Now, so anyway, that's my most entertaining crash story. Most crashes aren't entertaining. You're right. They okay. Are. So like here's, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to have to vote for Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to put it up to the audience? Should we? Let's sure, just start yeah, sure. off. Paul with Manitou, Italy. Wow. Yeah, let's hear it. We got some applause from the people who voted for Paul. Uh, Gage is with the, the 70 Spread Eagle. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> I didn't even name it. That was it a pretty shitty so story, gross. I thought. It was a shitty story. It's uh, uh, John Warden's diarrheal problem, I guess. What we call it. What, I, I honestly, you, thank God you guys don't serve food here because uh, <laughs> we got we got to give those five to to, to Andre uh, because that was just there was poop involved, you guys. There was poop involved. Um, really, really, I did this for all the people that voted for me because I'm the yeah. servant leader. <laughs> <laughs> so with a, a, a final total in third place, taking the bronze, Gage with eight points. Rider three. In yes, rider rider three. In a second place, there. rider three. Yeah, exactly. In second place, Paul. I'm Did a piece of poop. Number two. Uh, and again, right, rider two. This, um, this is working with 17 out. points. Taking home the trivia master of this round of Pack Filler Live is Andre. Let's hear it for him. Nice job, Andre. And before I open up the swag table for you guys to come up and I'll grab something off, if you put your name on the piece of paper and put it in Andre's bottle, I want to thank Gage and Steph and the River City Red group for letting us come to this place for our third uh, live show. Uh, please, please, you guys, let's applaud River City Red for this place. This is River City Brewing, River City Brewing. Sorry, I saw that beautiful sign across the word, and I just named only one of their beers. No, no, that's the, that's the team name, and we yeah, got a River City team, team here. So River yeah. City Brewing has been a great place to have us here, um, and it's been a lot of fun. You guys, if you want to hear more shows, go to packfiller.com or iTunes or any of those random places on the Internet. I don't think anybody else wants to call themselves Packfiller except for me because I'm an average has-been. This has been another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast. Thanks for coming, you guys, and thanks to the panel. Let's steer them out with an applause there. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.